Because we're about blessing the community. You can text OA Connect to 55498. That's OA Connect to 55498. And I'm telling you, we want to partner with you in any way that you will allow us. Whether it's just a prayer request, whether it's a seed you want to sow, or maybe you want to actually be a partner in this ministry. We love you and we want to be connected to you as you connect with us. So let's go ahead and move forth. I just want to, um, we're just going to go forth in prayer and um, see what the Lord has to say on today. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you. We are energized and we are enthused about what you are doing in our lives and doing throughout the earth. Father, there is a host of angels that are on assignment to do the things that as we pray, Lord, that they will move on our behalf. We thank you because of the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Lord, that makes us more than conquerors, more than conquerors. Lord, we're not just survivors. We're not just getting by, but we are more than conquerors. We thank you for your word that gives us the power and the authority to speak over situations and watch them change. Not for our good, Lord, but for the, always for our good, but for the building and the glory of your kingdom. So now, Lord, we come before you that you have anointed this word, not that I would glory in any way possible, Lord, but that your name would be glorified here on earth as it is in heaven. These things we ask, Lord, and let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable and pleasing in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. We are so grateful that you uh, have joined us again. But we're, uh, we are in our third message talking about this is our year of positioning. Our year of positioning. Getting ourselves in the right place. If in the game of baseball, you have people who are in the outfield, people in the, in the uh, infield, like the shortstop. And they are waiting. They are in position wherever they think that batter is going to hit the ball. And if you have to cover somebody else's position, you have left your position vacant. And God has a specific position for us to be in. And it may be to help someone else. But God wants us to declare this is our year of positioning, both to sow and to receive, to sow and to receive. Our base scripture for this year is Judges chapter 20, verse 22. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, but the Israelites encouraged each other and took their positions, their positions again at the same place they had fought the previous day. They took their positions when you fight, you have to have a stance. You have to either be in a defensive or offensive posture. But you can't just go out there and say, well, I'm just going to see what happens. Sometimes you have to hunker down and protect yourself, putting on that whole armor of God. And then sometimes you have to go on the offensive and go after your enemy, go after your objective. And that's what we're going to do today. 
Positioning is defined as where your product, that is um, an item or service, stands in relation to others offering similar products and services in the marketplace as well as in the mind of the consumer. Now, I'm not, this is not a sales pitch, but consider that we are um, putting ourselves in position so that we can offer unto Jesus It says, in relation to others offering similar products, the world will offer you a moment of entertainment. But entertainment, you know, musical groups come and go. Uh, Designs and, and fashion, they come and go. But the word of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run in and they are safe. God has a word for you and God has a plan for your life. So in our year of positioning, this is how we're moving forward. To offer people something better and it's long term. It is for eternity. So for today, I want to use the subject, the Lord has changed my life. The Lord has changed my life. Now, when you, when you hear do, what do you think of? The sound, D-U, D-U, to just spell it, D-U. But do can be spelled three different ways. D-O as in a prop, um, uh, excuse me, an adverb, and I'm not trying to do English class here, but it can be spelled D-O. It can be spelled D-U-E as though something that is owed to someone, or it can be spelled D-E-W, like Mountain Dew or Dew on the Ground. The same with the word to, T-O, T-O-O, or T-W-O, all with either um, prepositions or adverbs or a, a number. But when we say the Lord has changed my life, we use that term Lord often. Oh, my Lord. Oh, Lord goodness. Lord Jesus. We throw that name out so many times, but when we use the name or we say the Lord, what does it actually mean to you personally? Now, um, in the Bible, the word Lord is used over 6,000 times, but it has different meanings in several different places. In the original text, Lord was often used... um, was, was uh, the word that we know, Yahweh, but also Jehovah. And I don't want to get into a whole lot about that. That's a whole sermon series within itself when we talk about the names of God. But when we talk about Lord, when we talk about Lord, sometimes in some cultures, even today, Lord can be used as a way of describing a man. And in other words, where in America we say, sir, In some countries, some cultures, they say, Lord, it means sir. Lord can also mean master or owner. In Genesis chapter 18, uh, verse 12, where uh, or in chapter 18, where the angels came and visited Abraham and Sarah because they had wanted a child. And the angel said, by this time next year, you will have a son. And the Bible tells us that Sarah began to laugh and say, no, truly, my Lord and I are too old. 
So she referred to Abraham as being Lord. The Bible also uses it, and that, that's also repeated in 1 Peter chapter 6. Lord can also be used to describe an idol, but we don't want to do that. We don't want to describe, we don't want to use that word and take the Lord's name in vain to describe an arrow, an, an idol. The first time Lord is used in the Bible is in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. From the New King James Version, it says, And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed breath into his nostrils. I'm sorry, that's not the first time, but that's one example. And breathed breath into his life, and he became a living soul. So Lord, the mighty one, the existing God. Another example is in uh, Matthew, the New Testament, Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, where it says, And Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the who? The Lord thy God, with all thy heart, thy soul, and thy mind. So when we say Lord, what does Lord mean to you? We say the Lord changed my life. The Lord has changed my life. Are we just casually throwing that word out there? Or are we really giving him credit for who he is? It's important that we apply the right meaning when we say Lord. Sometimes Lord is used to refer not to the Father, but also to the Son. And even though the word Lord isn't used in, that, in this particular passage, we're familiar with Philippians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. And it simply says, and so that at the name of Jesus, and this is referring to Jesus as Lord, that every knee should bow on heaven and on earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is what is Lord. I, I apologize. It is in here. Is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So it refers to God the Father and God the Son. So how do we spell it? When we use his name in our mind, how do we spell it? We know when we're writing, we know T-O and T-O-O are two different words. They sound alike, but they have two different meanings. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Matthew chapter 7, Jesus was speaking. He says, not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father in heaven. So everyone who says, Lord, Lord, we often say, yes, the Lord has changed my life. But Jesus is saying, just because you call me Lord doesn't mean that you have really given me the authority to make a change in your life. But the basis for our message and the word on today, it doesn't have Lord in this. This is the verse I was thinking of, not in Philippians. But in Galatians, if we're saying that the Lord has changed my life, Galatians Chapter 2, Paul makes a rebuke unto Peter because Peter is living a, a double standard. He, he's been called to minister to the Jews and Paul to the Gentiles. And, and Peter is acting one way around the Gentiles when he's with the Gentiles. But when his friends come around, he begins to act a different way. And Paul says to him, hold it, hold up. How can you expect them to change and convert when you're acting the same way they do? 
But Paul goes on to live an example and tells Peter, and he openly rebukes him. But he goes on and he gives this example towards the end of the chapter. He says, but as for myself, he says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is I, it is no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. He is giving Christ, he is giving God to be the Lord of his life. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. In the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So Paul can truly say, the Lord has changed my life. So I have five simple statements that I'm going to use today, but I'm not going to ask questions. I'm going to let you fill in the blank. I'm going to let you fill in the blank. The first statement is this, and we're talking about being in position. We're talking about being in position so that God can use us. And as I... As the Lord was giving me this message, he took me back to our last sermon series where we talked about self-evaluation. Talked about evaluating our lives. So let's do the evaluation with statement number one. One year ago, I was fill in the blank. Spiritually, where were you? You probably didn't write it down. You probably didn't uh, journal it or uh, whatever way you keep notes. But think about where you were one year ago today. Can you look back and say, oh, I can see how I've grown. I can see where I do more studying of the word of God. And I spend more time in prayer and I pray without ceasing. I pray throughout the day. One year ago. So are we getting ourselves in position and are we saying that the Lord has changed my life? If we're not praying anymore than we were a year ago, if we haven't picked up his word more, then we can't make that statement and say the Lord has changed us or we have not allowed God to move in our lives. How do you quantify the growth in your life? Number two, I, something you either do or something you think about, I blank every time I blank. So how do, you, how do you fill those blocks in? How do you fill those blocks in? And, and I encourage you to, to write these down. And, and they can change and they can apply to different areas of your life. But for me, I can say, every time I eat, I pray. Now, it doesn't matter for me whether I'm sitting alone in my home or I'm in a restaurant. Every time I eat or every, uh, excuse me, I eat every time, <laughs> Every time I eat, I pray. And that may not be worded exactly correct. But this can be a building point for you in your life. It could be something you do negative, negatively. You can say, you know, every time I, I get upset every time I talk to my supervisor. You can say, I speed every time I drive. And that can be an area of our lives where we can look and say, You know something? I need to allow the Lord to change how I do this. Or if it's a positive thing, it's I smile every time I think of God's goodness. I witness to everyone or uh, I witness to someone every single day. Things that we do good, we want to build upon and say, I'm getting myself in position that the Lord can continue to use me because this is our year of positioning. 
Number three, if the Lord had not saved me, I would be blank. If the Lord had not saved me, I would be blank. And I'm going to say this, not being arrogant, but before I got saved, I thought I was a pretty good person. I thought I was living decently, you know, just trying to do my best to treat people like I wanted to be treated. But when I got saved, oh, the devil came in. And I'm not giving him credit. I'm not elevating him, exalting him. But I didn't know what sin was until I got saved. But I do know without Christ in my life, I was bound for hell. But if the Lord had not saved me, Let's use this example. Would you have been like Saul, who went about destroying people, putting people in jail, creating havoc, talking about your neighbor, cussing out your boss, in and out of prison? Or would you be like Paul, who went about doing good? Paul, who made sure that he, even as we talked about before, that He even went to Peter, one of Jesus' apostles that that walked with Jesus. He was even bold enough to say, Peter, you're doing the wrong thing. But I can say, if the Lord had not saved me, I would be on a path of destruction. I would be on a path of destruction. Maybe it not be drugs, but something would have taken me out of here by now. Something would have taken me out of here by now. Number four, and I'm going through these real quick. I know the Lord has changed me because what? How do you know that God has really changed you? There's got to be something in our lives that we can say, man, I remember back when I used to what? And if the Lord had not changed me, I wouldn't be where I am. You know, I can say for myself, if the Lord had not changed me, I would not be as, vo- as verbal, as vocal as I am. And I, and I still consider myself to be somewhat of an introvert. But the Holy Spirit has given me a boldness to be able to talk to people. Maybe it's about the Lord or maybe it's about other things that they're going on that are going on in their lives. So I want to give you t- two words. And, and people... Um, We try to interchange these words and make them apply how we want to. But the word here, when we define the word here, here means perceive with an ear the sound made by what? Someone or something. We can be sitting in a parking lot and hear brakes or or tires squealing and then a big bang. We hear it. And it's like, okay. We don't want to get involved. We don't want to get involved. But then, listen, the other word, to give one's attention to a sound. So now that we've heard the the tires squealing and the impact, are we going to go do something about it and see that everyone is okay? But I know the Lord has changed me because... Not only is he speaking to me, not only do I hear him, but also give attention to what he's saying. God is speaking to us all day. 
And he's speaking, uh, Jesus said in John chapter 9, verse 31, he says, and we know that, and the Bible says, and we know that God doesn't hear a sinner's prayer. And people tell you, oh, I pray to God all the time. But unless you're saved and a child of God, God is not, he's, he does not, he is not required to acknowledge your prayer. Now, when you say, Lord, come into my life, oh, wow, his heart and his ears are wide open. He's going to come in and knock on, he's knocking at your door, and the Bible says he will come in and sup with you. He will come in and dine with you. But, but we say, oh, yeah, 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 I, I pray to God all the time. But God is saying, but are you hearing me and are you listening? Yes, it's one thing to hear. It's like, yeah, something, something told me I should have done that. Something told me I should have said that. Something told me I should have went over there. Yeah, we hear it, but are we listening? Are we being active when God is saying, but this is, a, this is something about you. I want you, to, I want you to let me to come in and cultivate. I want you to let me come in and remodel your house, not your physical house, but your temple, I want you to let me come in. And then lastly, number five, to truly declare and say the Lord has changed my life. Blank was the last time I shared Jesus with someone. And that shouldn't be a question. When was the last time I shared with someone? But this needs to be something that we are praying in the morning. Saying, Lord, I want to be used by you. I want to share your word and your goodness with someone. Let them know and let them see the light of God in me. The Lord has changed me. And we know that, you know, when you, when you meet that, that special man or that special woman in your life, and you're like, man, I can see this relationship's going somewhere. And you can't wait until you get to work. You can't wait until you see your brother or sister or someone and say, man, I met this woman. Man, she is this and that and this and that. And we want to tell everybody. But when was the last time we said, man, I spent some time in prayer. Man, the Lord is doing some great things in my life. Why? Why are we not, we're so willing to tell them about a person that we just met, and that relationship may not even work out. But we were so eager, we were so excited. But there is a Savior who came, and he died just for you. And Paul said in, in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, he says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And people, oftentimes, we share the gospel more when we first got saved, and it's been proven. We share the gospel when we first got saved more so than years later down the line. Why? Because we've gotten so comfortable. We have gotten so comfortable. And Luke, I'll finish with this scripture, says Luke chapter 10, verse 16. When was the last time that I shared Jesus Christ? He says, Jesus says, but he who hears you Here's me. He who rejects you rejects me. And he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. And we're so quick as, as Christians and believers, we're so quick to say, well, you know, I told them and the Bible says, well, just dust, 
you know, knock the dust off my feet. But, you know, sometimes we just, we jab at people. And then we want to say, well, God, I told them. But did we go to them in love and kindness? Did we go with the intentions of drawing them? And who's to say that Jesus said, well, they're a one and done. You told them, walk away. How many times did someone witness to you before you got saved? What if someone knocked the dust off of their feet because you didn't want to hear the gospel? So we have to also be persistent. We have to be persistent. And, you know, it may not be the first time you see someone that you say, you know, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Because he wants to do amazing things in your life. It may be a co-worker and you may have to work on them. You may have to, you know, buy them a soda or a candy bar or pick up a box for them and carry it for them. And then they wonder, why are you doing this? Bam, they just opened the door. But when people tell you they don't want to hear, I remember Pastor Wendy and I were, um, were walking through a neighborhood and we were passing out flyers. And there was a man and a woman talking. And before I could even hand them a flyer, they said something like, uh, I'm a Jehovah Witness, or whatever it was they said, immediately they went on the defensive. And it's like, okay, that's fine. You don't receive it, but guess what? You're not rejecting me. We can't put our, our feelings, wear our feelings on our sleeve and on our collar. You ain't, you're not rejecting me because I have no heaven or hell to put you in. You are rejecting the Lord. You are rejecting the one who came to give you life and that more abundantly. So we just want to simply say and say to you that when we make a statement like the Lord has changed my life, is he sir? Is he master? Is he friend? Or is he the one that we are calling our Messiah? Yeah, we can, we can talk about the names of God. He, he's Jehovah Jireh, my provider. We can say he's Jehovah Shema, the Lord is with us. He can say he is Jehovah Shalom, my peace. All of these are names for the Lord. But we're going to say it and we're going to declare it and we're going to live it and we're going to say the Lord has changed my life. In this year of positioning, in our year of positioning, we're going to continue to declare the Lord has changed our life. I can say I'm not the same person I was last year. And I'm not talking last year, 17 days ago. I'm saying last year as a whole, the Lord has changed my life. Thank you so much for joining us here on today. And if you are praying and you don't feel that your prayers are being answered, one, we need to make sure, you need to make sure that you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's nothing wrong with saying, Lord, I, I feel like I'm in a dry place. We need to say, Lord, Lord, I need you to help me to change some things in my life. But first and foremost, we want to ensure that you have that relationship with Jesus. And we want you to pray this prayer with us. And whether you have a haven't had a relationship with him or maybe you were with the Lord. And I've heard so many people say, well... My grandmother or my mother used to take me to church, and when they died, I stopped going. Or I used to go to church when I was small, but when I moved, I just haven't found a church. 
and I just don't go, and my relationship with God has just grown cold. But we want to pray with you right now, whether you have never known him or you've known him and walked away. The Bible says that God is still married to you if you've walked away from him. So, Lord, we come to you now and pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross for my sins. And you said, whosoever will, let them come. And anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, Lord, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Make me your son. Make me your daughter. I want to call you Abba, Father, Daddy God. And Lord, I thank you. And I give you free reign to change the things in my life that are not like you. That I can live an abundant life every single day. Not when I die and go to heaven or when you rapture me into your, yourself but I can live prosperously, victoriously every single day. This, Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, your name is now written in heaven. And the angels are rejoicing right now because you are a child of God. And the enemy cannot take that away from you. He can only take what you give him. If you don't lay it down, he cannot pick it up. So we thank you for joining us on today. And we want to remind you, keep yourself in, the, in position for God to bless you in the marketplace, in your home, wherever you are. This is your year of positioning. We look forward to you joining us, uh, connecting to us. Again, OA Connect 55498 or just watch us on, uh, uh, join us and partner with us virtuously, uh, vir being a virtual partner with us. We look forward to seeing you again. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Mm -hmm.